How do you like this? Yeah. Mm, sounds ambiguous. Sounds like an endless summer, which is the title. Oh, that's true. Um, I, you know, oh, I, I'm you... always on Tom's side, but not when it comes to aliens and, and the universe. I don't know. Which is weird, because it seems like that would be something I'd be like, yeah, I'm on board. Right, yeah. It should be really cool that he's into it. Um, yeah. But instead, he just talks to old people and, like, military people, and yeah. Uh, I don't know. Not, not my cup of tea. So, you know, he, he's good. He he's has full control over this. Can you hear it all right? Yeah. Sounds pretty good. Sounds like Blink-182. Yeah. yeah, yeah, maybe get a little, you know, uh, Mark Tiffany Hop Hoppus in there, a little, little Travis, little Scott Barker, and then you got, you got your really cooking, right? Yeah, but, really? It just sounds like he's, it's like one third of a band. I like well, I stuff. hear him imitating Tom in the background there, or Mark, Mark in the background, so that's good. Anyway, they're not all going to be good ones. They're not all going to be Oliver Trees like our last mini-up. <laughs> um, and today, in fact, we're talking about an an inauspicious uh, Blink-22 album, if there ever was one, uh, Neighborhoods. Mm. Yeah. And did you know why it was called that? I was just looking it up, and... Um, you know, it, it says here, you know, that the, it was, I guess it was a, a fraught uh, recording process and uh, it was mm -hmm. very much delayed by their, the, you know, the high the tensions long. of the band. Sorry. It was delonged. Yeah, it was delonged and then later, un later reduced to undeclared. So that was really hard for the band. Um, but as was, you know, the death of Je of uh, of Huck Finn, their old uh, producer extraordinaire, and the tragic, uh, you know, lost style uh, plane crash of, of of Sean Barker himself. Like, can you? Can when will they release? what happened when yeah we released, released the, the the dharma initiative tapes that explain yes what he yes. was up to on that island uh that's how that's what i'm looking at more so than you know the trauma where um, did some of the tattoos come from where did some of them go <laughs> yeah yeah that's true he, he notably had different all different <laughs> tattoos after uh after coming back I don't know, screw all that sad stuff, uh, but it is, I think, a sadder album, uh, you know, more complex album, but it took them a long time, and you really are hearing some different musical styles, I guess, coming in. It's a, uh, you know, I, I Max and I have swore to stop doing musical analysis in this podcast, but, you know, he's not here, so... <laughs> so so here nice we go back play. again, back to the boredom. But, yeah, they... they uh, I was reading... Uh, they infused inspiration from each member's various musical tastes to form a unique sound that recalled their separate upbringings, leading the trio to compare the album to separate neighborhoods. So how about that? Yeah. 
they were like some of it's like the inner city some of it's like suburbia and like all the other places too all the other <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like some what, of it's what? like suburban california and some of it's like urban california <laughs> right just like all those different neighborhoods such variety and you might i mean yeah, it is more of a, you know, a uh, it is an interesting, I think, title, even though I don't think it's carried out sonically through this album very much. Um, you no. know, you and I both live in a neighborhood and, you know, I think we've we've lived there for I've lived in my current neighborhood almost four years. I'm really quite, you know, and I haven't heard one thing like when I'm just listening to the neighborhood as I do every night. That sounded like this. It doesn't make any yeah. sense. I've, I've, it's given me a different song every night and not even one of them has been exactly what's on this album neighborhood. So that already, you know, straining credulity there. <laughs> I'm already stressed. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really, yeah. Beleaguered to even think of these as neighborhoods still, but you no, know, I mean, talk about your neighborhood real briefly. What is like the, give me five in your neighborhood. How about that? Can we do a, give me five real quick. It's okay. All right, top five. We number one, shirtless boy running around, seemingly doesn't doesn't have to ever go anywhere. Okay, and this <laughs> this kid's always there. You mean he's always there, right? Okay, okay, he, he's living it up. Number two, people walking their mini dogs and the mini dogs, dogs, right? Apprehensive, but wanting to be friendly, <laughs> smiling. Yeah, but still, yeah, reco- recoiling inwardly as the dog is you know number three the woman that sorts out the trash okay really likes me and you really she told that to us and we were like oh you do (laughs) (laughs) she was like you guys always do it the right way like okay i guess maybe because we sort our trash frank frankly some of your neighbors are cockroaches in my mind but you two (laughs) you two are doing it good (laughs) Yeah, I like you guys. And you're like, oh, thank, thank you. Really? How old would, mm-hmm. would you say she was? I'd say she's in her late 60s. I mean, you killed her after, you know, saying that comment, because I don't hear any of the proper, like, honorifics in her. You know, the <laughs> deference sounds all all off. But, you know, she was in her late 60s. Rest in peace. Right? Mm. Number two. And then number two, probably... Well, there's very friendly elementary school kids that help help me at the grocery store because oh. they um when I have to weigh my vegetables, some some of the vegetables don't have to be weighed, and they just helped me with that. They just weigh any, they weigh them anything. In fact, they're constantly weighing everything. And yeah, take, it's take always it. just the only standard is that I just always see the thumb on the scale. That's all I know. <laughs> just keep that thumb on there, which I yeah. guess is part of it. I guess they, that's they, a cost. They do the Sopranos thing where they put something under the uh the scale so that everything seems a lot lighter than what you're buying. <laughs> mm, <laughs> wow. Right. I, who knew you were so well connected with that the, the elementary schooler gang? But I mean, yeah, they're they're a, a you know a noble gang by by the sounds of it. So mm. really giving Beijing a good name. Oh yeah. Especially and, uh... that particular neighborhood. I mean, not to judge all neighborhoods. Well, you should. 
Yeah. Oh, you have to. Number one is probably the Big White. And that's big, what the name of the people. The Big White is the nickname that they call the people that do the COVID tests. And they're oh, very friendly. And they're always around and they're they're like they only hire really large people to do it. Well, they wear those like white, like uh mm-hmm. you know, suits that look like yeah, hazmatish or whatever. Oh, like a G-man, I meant. Oh, wearing... okay. No, no, I... no, they were they were at like a hazmat suit. Because I was imagining like they're shooting for like Baymax or something. That's the vibe they're going it... for. Oh, that would be really okay, good. A... Wouldn't you it's feel really comfortable plated. about getting a tech test if it was a Baymax? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, that's the next thing. Free, yeah, free idea, China. Go ahead and use it. Speaking of Baymaxes, when we were at the hotel last night yeah. and we ordered food for breakfast for tomorrow, it was delivered from the hotel lobby to the mm-hmm. room via this little um, dumbwaiter. Non- no, this little robot that just yes. <laughs> that like went up to the room and then like. <laughs> It calls you on your phone when it's at the door. And it's wow. like, your food's here. And then it, you open the door and then it opens up and it, you can get it. Great. There's a like a the weird hotel. It's a chain of hotels in Japan where all the staff at the front desk and stuff are robots and everything is done through screens and like, you know, yeah, conveyors and stuff like that. So I should go stay at one. Yeah. I mean, they're cheaper than normal. I don't, I don't, I don't care. It sounds experience and you know that's that's why we do choose to live in our neighborhoods is because the technology and we get you get everything really and you know you hmm. do appreciate your own neighborhood and uh before we you know get into the album itself which um as as i mentioned you know it's the band they've broken up and now they're coming back together to make some money and i think that's basically the bottom the bottom line of why why you know one of the reasons they were doing it for sure uh but yeah uh this is neighborhoods before we get into it though i have a i have a new segment currently the uh touchdown boys we're down a boy and we're waiting for you know our good friend max to come back uh and so that's why i want to start a little a weekly segment or weekly an episodic an episodely segment in which i read a a little a letter to max you know and i just i just address him and so first i'll play the letters to max uh theme song which is letters to god by boxcar racer great song So, here's my letter. Hello, Max. How are you, my wayward soul? Do you smile these days, or does each breath take its toll? That's a poem by me for you. I love that. Mike and I are covering Neighborhoods, which is one of the few Blink-22 albums that actually came out, you know, when we were close friends. You know, kind of what a waste, but kind of maybe that'll give you the proper perspective uh i fondly remember one night us listening to uh this album on my phone and yelling uh the 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 karaoke to it and doing you know acapella of the great uh guitar riffs and stuff and just you know causing a nuisance but it was not so long ago we were doing this we were very drunk but we were also in a neighborhood so think about that and I hope you can share of yourself your thoughts 
regarding this album before our next record, which I will do with Mike or with you. Uh, God willing. Hopefully both. Yeah, all of us together. But speaking of which, I can hear Mike making fart noises already. So I'll keep this letter short. Love you, buddy. Sign top. That's letters to Max. Should we keep it going? This is a nice segment. It so totally tells me to more? stop. You have more? No, you that, more of the letter? That's the whole letter this time. Maybe read it again. <laughs> Just keep the mood vibe up. <laughs> Maybe. Um, do you want to get into the album now? I suppose we could. That might be where we need to go. Neighborhoods 2011, sixth album. Ghost on the Dance Floor is our first track. And so, like, what are you thinking when you first listen to this album, Mike? I'm scared. I'm in a dungeon. I don't know what's happening. Uh, Oh, a heaven heaven just appeared to me. Yeah, it's getting a little bit lighter. Okay, good. This heaven can dance. He's wearing a he's wearing a little cummerbund. <laughs> this heaven is wearing my favorite shirt. Max and I would make fun of the um, just just the repetitiousness of this uh, uh, this guitar lyric here. It's just like one note, basically. You do that so many times. Yeah, just like alternate off one note. There's subtle hint of life is so innocent and scary. But yeah, we did enjoy the acapella. I'd say the song is, you know, good, good on the good side of this album. Oh yeah, it's a good intro song. And the classic Blink-182, I, dr- I dreamt I had a girlfriend one time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> that common thing. I mean, even though they've had a million girlfriends by now, right? I mean, even, yeah. Are you like, married with children? Right. Drop in the theme song. Speaking of pregnancy, what a pregnant what, you know, is neighborhood. Is it be pregnant again? <laughs> <laughs> easy there. <laughs> Don't get any idea. Not that I know of, unless, you know, unless it's a miracle. So, yeah, I mean, it's Tom. He's, I think he's he's definitely flexing his serious... This is a more serious album, you know? I talk... I sing about God. I sing about kids and, like, emotions. Lost. Yeah, loss. Yeah. Lost. The TV show. Um, lost. I'm which thinking just about ended. my tattoos. Yeah, lots of ghosts, lots of, you know, supernatural stuff. But it's a Tom song, really I don't know. spooky. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Too scary. That's my one note for this song. <laughs> yeah, ew, ghost! <laughs> they should have made this a Halloween album. Yeah. Right, <laughs> yeah, seriously. I mean, they released it in November, apparently, so, like, so close. Uh, just in time. I think there should be a couple... Um, Pumpkins and, and like witch <laughs> references. A couple holidays a year where they actually like the goods and stuff are sold after, like more <laughs> after, and like you like after they Easter. They are on you, clearance. Yeah, 
Well, no, but like, like they, they pump a ton of volume into the market. So like, app afterwards. Like, yeah, like the like if the day after Easter, the the shelves at the CVS are just tumbling down with all the Cadbury cream eggs, you know, and just you can if you can catch them before they fall, you can take one home for free. Yeah, yeah, you can eat it. You can eat it in the. You can eat it in the store, but not. It's you all you can eat buffet it. inside, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a big, <laughs> huge mess. All right, that's Ghost on the Dance Floor. I, it's a good song. Yeah, I like the danceiness of it and the the synth. Um, you know. Yeah, I like the synth. It's very poppy and catchy. Right. It's like this is gonna be a fun album, which. Which is a lie. <laughs> now, did you listen to the deluxe version of this album? Or the... I did. Okay. I did. That's good because the the songs. There's some songs at the end which I could take or leave, but there's one song in the middle that I like. But for for the listener, it's the same up to a certain point. Next, we're into natives. Um, this guitar seems a little like sped up to me or something. Little, little overdone. Again, I'm no guitarist, but it doesn't seem like very many notes. And it sounds very familiar. They've, they've done songs with this style of, of guitar many times before. I'll take this uh, moment to plug the beer I'm drinking this episode, which is uh, an Ex Novo. Doesn't it kind of look like um, Slay the Spire? No. I, I somehow got that feeling, but it, it's called She's Got This, not not the more, um, you know, hipper. She got this. She's got this. Not even she's all that. I know. Yeah, so many opportunities, but it is a nice font and it's a great can. Anyway, somebody's gonna have to be fired for that. Yeah, for letting me sponsor a non-slate aspire beer but it's a belgian style wit beer with uh meyer lemon preserves and lavender Ooh, a nice light beer but comes in 6.2 percent you know you're getting a little a little buzz during your podcast record okay i recommend it for podcasters everywhere and no one else (laughs) you should have mentioned it to me beforehand so i could tell you i can't drink beer many times yeah i'm always forcing you to try again because we had some fun time drinking beer and some, you know, so-so time drinking beer as well. Yeah. And some bad time drinking beer as well, but, well. you know, it's a friend of all flavors, as it were. <laughs> That's what we always would end up saying. Yeah. So this song, this song. This song is pretty forgettable, actually. Yeah. And the, this, we're in the chorus here. They're really harsh on bastards, I think, like... I thought we were a little bit woker. You know, I think you can't just say bastard these days, right? Because that's not fair. No. I mean, that's not the child's fault. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just like a weird kind of interplay, but a very forgettable... It's, you know, it has the good Tom verse, uh, Mark uh, chorus. And this part here is kind of nice. I would say this is the antithesis of the movie Never Let Me Go. So okay. you could watch that and listen to any other song other than this. Because this one's saying, please let me go. Oh, that's true. They are constantly saying, let me go. But I was thinking of like the, the sequel to Never Let Me Go. 
and uh-huh. would be like, always Please keep me in. <laughs> oh my god. So, wow. Which might be very similar to like, uh, get out or something like that, if you think about it. <laughs> yeah, keep in. Now, Never Let Me Go, that's the title of the uh, Frozen theme song, right? <laughs> Never let me go. Never let me go. <laughs> Is that you and your sister? Yeah, made yes. it the exact opposite lyrics. Yes. <laughs> oh, like that famous Disney song. Always keep me in. Always keep me in. Keeping me right inside, nice, tight, and safe. Well, uh, shout out to Shelly. Hopefully, she listened this this episode. I'll send it to her. Okay, well then she's kind of obligated. You just hope that she would do it on her own. Accord. Yeah, I was kind of hoping she'd do it on her own, but you're already <laughs> sending it to her, so. Oh. <laughs> so next up, now up all night. Now this is nice. This is uh-huh. the point of the episode where I say, now this is nice. Maybe uh-huh. my favorite song of the album. Okay, because this one I was like, am I in a spaceship? And I don't even know where where I am right now. Well, it's got a little, little bit of chopping guitars at the front. It's a little spacey, yeah. definitely. Yeah, I like it, like, thrashier guitar. Mm-hmm. Then it really changes it up at the end of this. Yeah. I like this opening salvo. Everyone wants to call it all around our life with a better name. Everyone falls and spins and gets up again with a friend who does the same. And it's... The alternated Tom and Mark is good, too. Yeah, I do like it. Sounds like they're friends. Yeah. <laughs> right, they're they're pretending to be friends in this song, which is... They're good at. Hmm. I think this is him asking him that. He's like, do you want me here? Are you sure you want me to be in this band anymore? I don't belong here, the famous Tatak live, Tatak's live line. <laughs> Are you sure I belong here? I don't belong here. It's a very simple song with the lyrics are, as I'm sharing on screen, just very few. Um, Yeah, this big wall of sound uh, production throughout. I guess it's not the best. I mean... Everyone raises kids in a world that changes life to a bitter game. Now, this lyric, Mike, I mean, you are not in the in the family way yet, but how can you, how can we raise children in a world that makes life a bitter game? <laughs> like, how can we raise kids with life twisting it into a bitter game that we exactly. must play? Uh, like, I just think it's, it, it is really one of the hardest facts of our current society and I wish it weren't so um, but so I uh, the genius annotation for this lyric is uh, adult uh, is, is great it says adults are told that there's a certain way of raising kids sending them to school getting them into college and making sure that they get a good job and start a family unfortunately this often prevents kids from following their passion passion is underlined links to the Teenage Liberation Handbook School Education. Okay? (laughs) This game is just teaching kids to be automatons and not individual inventive members of society. And then there's a picture of Life, the board game. As if that's that's what they're referring to. I know, yeah. (laughs) 
life one of the most one of the most brutal games ever. Damn, they should stop making that. They should really stop making life at Swicking. Thing, you know. But I was you know, there's other lyrics here, Mike, and we're gonna go into the other song a little bit. But they keep me up all night. They're singing it all the all around. Now, is this sort of the opposite song of October Nights by Yellow Card? I want to watch you sleep some more. They're 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 always doing it, always watching, right? I believe you and Jacob had a joke. I'm I'm, I'm making a lot of good pulls today. <laughs> they're in the October in the warm October nights. Warm October nights. Um, but you know. I feel like there are some demons being described that are maybe the anti-watchers here, which is crazy. So all these demons keep me up all night. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes, there is a watcher constantly right. watching your life. Well, the demons keep you up all night, so that's good. Because it depends on if you like the watcher or not. I, I You described them as pretty scary. So they're keeping them at yeah. bay, which is kind of nice. Yeah. Yeah, they're not the worst demons, but I think the Watcher is very benevolent, but just very, very scary, and so... So we're here in After Midnight. And also, but then, like, the demons making you spin. What do you think of this song? Which actually doesn't sound that bad. It's pretty sappy, I think. Yes. If there are still like girls who like like Link Way Two and like pine like see them as sex symbols, this is probably a good song for them, maybe. Cause yeah, that Tom's in his Tom's in his lovely lovey dovey phase here. Yeah, it's it's it really reminds me of I Miss You. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. Maybe. Miss you. You'll bite my bubba the beach bed. I'll be and kill you. And we will never have sex. <laughs> he just sounds so. If he was saying something funnier in this tone, it would be better, <laughs> don't you think? <laughs> Every album should be their comedy album. They're born well, comedians. Yeah, this should have been a two minute comedy song. That's the great take. This is a lot of talking about how like pain is good and like oh i need to hurt in order for this to be real yeah. it should be about the funny sex positions people do after midnight yeah it's like you know what else is pain anal sex <laughs> she's riding a bike with no bike seat he's flossing <laughs> his hair she doesn't notice <laughs> take it back to mud did you say flossing his hair <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's what they that's what real doctor bags do i think well we're kind of listening to every song but i'll skip the end of this take us into snake charmer now i believe this is a deluxe version only song okay i like this song yeah i like it too it's a little bit like psychedelic here yeah but it also sounded sounds like maybe this is the song that you would commit a crime to <laughs> Yeah, you're getting you're getting amped up. You're yeah, I can see a lot of planning. Yeah, like this is the montage. Yeah, and then here when the guitar drops. 
then that's straight crime. The camera gets all shaky, and it's like you and your buddies like getting into the, the getaway car and like driving to the bank or something. <laughs> yeah. But then you go in, and there's like a really hot girl teller, and that's when the lyrics kick in. And you're like, oh, yeah. okay, wait a second. Do I need to do this crime, or do I need to get those digits? So I think this song, lyrically, really reminds me of um, I Miss You. So it's funny that you yeah. mentioned that just a song ago, but I think it really has the like Jack and Sally. <laughs> oh yeah, we'll get, I think I was one song off. We'll get okay. That would make perfect sense. In which case, we're in perfect alignment. So you know this album. The, yeah. uh, the singles here with our up all night which makes sense to me and then the other one is after midnight so we're already past the singles they're right there and I think there's some better songs here in the later part you know good deep cuts yeah I would argue you want to move on to those <laughs> this is one of the better ones but it is long um You know, there's some biblical references in here about these girls liking to sin, but I'm I'm only in, in worried about one sin, and that's what I call sin tax, man. <laughs> Let me tell you how it will be. There's one for you, 82 for me. Cause I'm sin tax, man. Yes, syntax man. So, uh, you got this line here. That's how it was all to begin, because good girls, they like to sin. Way back at the starting line, when Eve was on Adam's mind. Well, it's it's actually probably just a good lyric. What what, what say you, Mike? Uh-oh, you're muted and you're burping. <laughs> I I like it. I don't think it, it, I don't think the syntax is wrong. It sounds, it sounds like... Okay. okay, but well, that's I, I why Syntax was, Man is a retired bit. But you know, they're mentioning sin so much that I, I just, I felt I had to call him the Syntax Man. So, okay, it might remind me of Sen actually from Spirited Away, and I thought maybe you were gonna have a segment called Syntax Syntax <laughs> Girls, not to be, yeah. not to be confused with Semtax Men, who are men who make <laughs> Semtex explosives, and they do a podcast about it. They're they're actually part of one of our. They're in our network. So, how come you haven't linked them? Well, they haven't linked me, so I can't very well link link them yet. Here. Um. Yeah. No, it's true. Then there is Sen Sento Chihiro no Kami Kakushi is in this, um, in my mind and in this. <laughs> And uh, yeah, it's a it's a it's a good it's a good lyric, but it's you know it's a little bit maybe it's purposely biblical. Maybe the syntax man is here to say no taxes levied. Stomp, <laughs> stamp, and there'll be a stamping sound effect there. Hopefully, when he stomps, when he stomps, since he stomps <laughs> one foot like God, and he, then he stamp, but he also stamps, yeah. He should have a stamp on his foot so he can just stomp and stamp at the same time. Snake Charmer is good. It's really long. I agree. But I can't <laughs> agree. If I agreed with everything you said, Mike, that was just profoundly right, right, we'd be here all day. Snake Charmer is really good, but we're going it's long, so we're gonna move on. 
So now you have a Heart's All Gone interlude. This is maybe the best interlude in a Blink-182 album so far. <laughs> not not saying much. <laughs> Great, you gave me the hiccups with that joke. So, you know, it's just... It's one of the first times they've used their own style. Or, I, I don't know. The, the untitled album had some interludes and stuff that just were... A different uh, style. Yeah, they were just musically out of place, I would say. Uh, I like the Poland interlude on that, but, you know, this song is much more like just, yeah, a good, you know, or a, a slow, if, a good if slow, you know, instrumental build up to the song itself. But I would always skip it, and I will now. Skip to the end. Yeah, it is a good, it is a good interlude. And nice an break because you're like, catching your breath. See, and now right back into a heart attack. So this is a song I think is good. It reminds me of like, um, again, the it comparison looks like a, to It sounds like one old from 2018. Yeah. Um, it sounds like uh, uh, Stockholm Syndrome. A lot. But it's a, I like a, like a good Mark song. Now, who do you think he's talking about here? Grocery store perfection. I assumed it was to us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we do have dirty boots, and we were, you know, we were kinder and more doting on Blinkway 2 earlier on. And now our heart is all gone, with Max being the heart, you know, the, the true romantic soul of this podcast. Or, I mean, if he could still be talking to Wendy Clear. Yeah, that's true. I don't think it's this song, but there's another song where he he mentions a um, I think it's a carousel or something. No, not a carousel, because you know you got wind, little windmill, right? Yeah, my little windmill. There's another building that shows up in the in the lyrics here and uh, lighthouse. Yeah, that's it. It's the <laughs> lighthouse. It's the lighthouse. That movie. That, that was pretty good. Hadn't seen it. But I, let's let's pretend like I have. Oh, that's insightful what you just said about it. <laughs> Thank you. I, I try. I try to have all the best insights. Nice little bass. Just a little bit, not too much. I guess it is about us, you know, our heart's all gone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> We've been dis destroyed by gratitude. Hopeless and destitute. Yep. Oh, no, this is why I like it. Blackjack and Architect, what does that mean at all? I got nothing. No, yeah, nothing, nothing left. Next I, I like this song. Wishing Well? I like the previous song. This song is actually it's embarrassing to like because the yes. chorus is so stupid. Well, we gotta at least get that far. I mean, it still sounds good. Here's another weird lyric. And I caught a sh and I caught a short ride to the grave and back this season. Hmm. So he died, and this is another. Oh, um, is this about him getting Jack Skellington? Yeah. So yeah, here we go. 
Do you think anyone before me has ever sung along to that? That that book? No, I think that's interesting. I never even considered it. I don't think people would. It's impossible to remember, right? Like, because let's be honest, the the songs in this album they've probably never been played live well, uh, except maybe maybe after Tom left, after they played older songs anymore. Well, this is not the episode. This is, you know, this is the song where you might expect him to throw out, like, uh, you know, the, well, the wishing well, I guess, is another little bit of architecture, another little thing you might see in a neighborhood. Though not anyone I've had the pleasure of living with. It said he wrote this exclusively at his daughter's school, so he's, like, waiting to pick her up or something. Oh, so is it like that episode of Full House where all the dads are following the kids into the school? And I <laughs> guess. They're and Tom dads. and Mark are just like that all the time with their kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not great. I mean, it gets them. If it gives them a song idea that made them some money, I guess you know who am I to judge? Next up is uh, Kaleidoscope, and this is another thing where like the lyrics are so weird and like, what does it mean? I can dance to anything you want to sing. So he's like. So a, you're not doing anything good. You're a jester, maybe, and she's <laughs> a bard, but she only sings what she wants to. So that's not very good. And I'll dance to it though. Yeah. So you can imagine a neighborhood where someone lives like that, like where someone that the song is describing is. Mm, it really sounds like they're trying to be deep with these lyrics. Yeah, I don't get them at all. Again, these would be. I, we should just like uh, do some mad libs. So, so lock me up in the. So lock me up in a toy store. Fill it with gravy and pizza. <laughs> Stop drinking the driveway with your mouth. Put the cockroach in the fart bil- in the bill barge. <laughs> it's weird. They had the word bill in there, so bill jar can bill barge. <laughs> yeah, we've already improved upon this song. I don't know, again everything bad. Much like when you see a kaleidoscope and every single, uh, you know, jewel or gem inside of it is brown. <laughs> I'm spelling out poop to you. So, Mike, now is the time of the podcast where you pro- where you plug what you're eating. This is um, probably the best burger I've ever eaten in my life. Really? Great leap. Oh, what? yeah. It's so a smash great... burger. Smash burger, okay. Are you back to eating, like, buns and stuff these days? No, but uh, I make an exception for these. Just for the smash where you deal with the Mm. Mm. coma that comes on afterwards and the the slow shedding of all your skin. Oh, that would be preferable to what happened. (laughs) Literally (laughs) unmentionable. (laughs) I don't think words exist. Well, I'm jealous of your smash burger, but I'm going to have some pizza as soon as we end this episode, which is in three more songs, or maybe five. Oh, I had five. 
you're right. Let's let's go through it. This is home is the next song. I like this song, but it's pretty cheesy. Reminds me a little bit of um, mm-hmm. Angels and Airwaves, the the better part of Angels. And Airwaves. The synth really does that. Yeah, they're really doubling down on the synth. We fucking fight like vagabonds. We dance like fucking animals. Okay. Fuck. Fucking in two lyrics in a row. Not great. A little. I want to note that. Again, harsh on the vagabonds. This is just like, we're young. We're having fun. Let us just have fun. Stop raining on our parade. Yeah, it's not very deep. Uh, which is good. You know, it's it's the least neighborhoody. I think we went over into a different neighborhood. Right, I don't there's the only neighborhood imagery is a police car, I guess. Cause obviously, you know, people are dancing. And gunshot that's uh, smash doors. Well, a gunshot is, is uh, it's, I guess it's a neighborhood, but it's, you're talking about a slum. You're talking about a lesser neighborhood. <laughs> I don't consider that a neighborhood. I hope they're talking about good ones here. I don't want to think about the bad neighborhoods while I listen to this album. I listen to it neighborhoods to escape my like neighborhood, this. not to... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my neighborhood is the one with the gunshot <laughs> and the broken light. It's a good song. It's pretty short. Next up, MH, 418-2011. How about that title? Just stop living in the shadow of a helicopter. Yeah, I know. They, there were so many, this is pretty, like, pretty good lyrics here, and they just chose this dumb title. And this is what kills me. They apparently just chose the file name that the, tra- like, of the, mm-hmm. the data that the track was recorded onto, because like, Oh, it looks cool. It sounds like a computer virus. Like how stupid. <laughs> I disagree. I disagree. I mean, what could MH even mean? Master Harmonica? They even said it that to anybody. Like, that makes them look so stupid. Yeah, they admitted. Nothing takes root in this barren soil. They're referring to the, the lack of creativity of their brain <laughs> titling the song, right? It'd be such a good, it'd be a good song, in my, maybe at least above average on this album. Without, uh, with a, without it was a better title. called Hold On, which would have been much better. Instead of being like, oh no, that sounds like a cool computer virus. Yeah. Well, I feel like Hold On is the title of a million songs, so. Or how about Helicopter or something? Or Shadow? Yeah, Shadow the Hedgehog on yeah, a helicopter. Or Shadow. The Legend of or Shadow. Shadow. Or like Shadow the Hedgehog gets so pregnant. What should we do? What should he do with all his milk? Save your money for Shadow's guns. Shadow's yet to come. Save your money for his, his guns. For ammo for his guns. Stop living with Shadow the Hedgehog, baby. Yeah, it's a guy, it's a lovelorn guy for um, Shadow the Hedgehog. 
stop cosplaying, you're not really Shadow the Hedgehog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have not... You've not done enough research to look like Shadow the Hedgehog. You fucked up your costume of Shadow the Hedgehog. This song is called Love is Dangerous. Uh-huh. Amen, right? Don't get me started. Love is dangerous. Love uh-huh. is dangerous. <laughs> and a bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good, those are the right... That's a good harmony, man. Just yeah this is a good yeah. song i think it's me it's like really it's really neighborhoods i think it's only this album could have this song of all of all i'm not talking about blink wow. to all albums like it just like the cd that they burned it on would reject it and stuff the file would corrupt yeah yeah you couldn't even slip it you couldn't even steal the song the mp3 would break, break onto off a mixtape yeah, it's yeah. It would break your eye if you put it on just a playlist. Your iPad, even if it's not even break. connected to that iPad. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, even if you're just thinking about making your it, iPad breaks. Right like, now. if you have, if you would break off this track, you have a dangerous <laughs> mind. So that's what I'm gonna say. <laughs> Hey, let's let's tone okay. it down. Well, you gotta curb those. Responses. We're starting. We're starting to have a good time here. And I like this part though. This part is good. You know, anthemic. Mm. Oh yeah. Fuck you, Dad! That's what they had at the the live live shows. That's really cool. I wonder how immature they get now. They're like, well now but or you know towards around this time i i still remember like hearing clips of you know them saying stupid shit on stage i mean they keep, they always talk about how they want that book 182 song or like feeling so they, they have to do that yeah i guess i mean if it keeps the kids coming back does it though who knows we're into uh bonus track territory I couldn't fighting the gravity. No, it seems this yeah, is back to the Halloween route. Skip it to a minute in. This makes no sense. This makes no sense. This makes no sense. Oh, I like this this part actually. Yeah, but it sounds like they're reaching beyond their ability. Like they want to be more like, a, almost like an animal collective with this echo. But well, something like maybe Sonic Youth or something yeah. more appropriate. But like. There. Actually, no. I said this is it's like very Interpol or something. Maybe. Ah, Interpol. Okay, yeah. That's a that's a decent analogy, I think. Interpol was, uh, you know, tearing up with their their one album, one or two albums at this point. Yeah, I like the song. It reminds me of like Linkin Park, so which I, you know, I try to say every every episode. Yeah, this is you know, a longer one. They're vague but effective lyrics. Mm. Nice full sound, but full soundscape. Yeah. 
But we aren't going to fight the gravity too much longer because we just got one more track. Okay. It's even if she falls, and this one's a nice. Nice. Nice punky. Nice return punky to form. Yeah. Ferris wheel, that is ah. it. So again, I was close with Lighthouse. Well, there might be a Lighthouse reference. There's certainly Wishing Well. Back. You want to turn back. Your heart will attack, even if she falls in love. Nice lyric. Fact. I like the fact at the beginning. That's a nice little track to take us out on. Mike, what would you give this album on your patented Blink-182 scale? Let me think. And here. your final thoughts in general on this album. I'd say... I'd give it BK because it's like eating a nice Whopper from Burger King. You eat it... Oh, well, we are. We got burgers on the mind. Right. You eat it and, and then... Yeah. It's fine, and then you forget about it. Yeah, it's certainly no Smash Burger. No. Because then it would be SBK. But that, that smoke flavor just kind of stays with you, and, and other things for, and later in the day will remind you of that when you eat it. <laughs> the flavor sticks with you. Yes. But... The memory goes away immediately. Right, so you're like, I'm reminded um, of something I'm not quite sure about. I might have to get some BK while in the US, but just no. just the Impossible Whopper. Yeah. And maybe I'll listen to um, Neighborhoods during, you know... During the eating of it, and be like, yeah, that does make sense. This sounds like... That, that tastes like this sounds. <laughs> And I feel I feel like I when I, like I do when I heard this. <laughs> when I eat a whopper, yeah. I'm really a book. <laughs> yeah. As long as this is an impossible one that's really expensive and really too much mayo on it, which is that's usually the case, them. right? Always yeah, that's way the too much burging style. What's the cheapest thing? Well, probably the mayo. Alright, all of the mayo. <laughs> Give them all Oops, the mayo. All mayo burger. <laughs> I mean, what, what would you say? Are you connected to this album? I mean, it's BK, okay. Yeah, I, I said it. So, you you don't you don't actually forget about it, though. Is how I feel about this album. You know, it's no, but you aren't really. It's memorable, and I think it grows on you. Yeah. But is it a Blink One Eight Two album? No, I mean it's kind of just, just like a weird amalgam, um, like a few different neighborhoods. I would say. Right, but disparate, and only a, you know, I only kind of like each of them. Right, tenuous um, links between them. Yeah, tenuous links of sausage between succulent, the neighborhoods. Succulent links between the sausage. But they're rapidly being eaten by the stray dogs <laughs> and, and what have you. 
<laughs> let loose in the neighborhood. So you know, there it's it's fraying, it's losing its way, but it's still got all the members. It's still got all the sounds I like. I'm going to give this uh, 72.8 blinks out of 182. Wow, that's pretty low. So that's the that's what I'm giving it. No pressure. No pressure. No pressure. More like all the pressure for this album to improve itself and for Blink-182 to get better. So you're hoping like after you let it give it some time to breathe, it'll improve itself and we can maybe re- Well, we're going to have it. to do yeah ranking at the end. <gasps> uh, spoiler alert. And um, there's going to be ranking. So I think, you know, after this we'll do, there's another EP they did, but then there's another gap and then Blink-182, as we know, it is sort of gone. So... We're going to, uh, you know, uh, maybe, you know, try to finish up the the rest of the the proper Blink Way Two library. We gotta, we still gotta do Cheshire Cat and all that, so we'll uh, we'll get that done. Great. Well, looking forward to it, and I'm very much looking forward to this ranking. This is the uh, quintessential ranking, correct? This is the quintessential ranking for Touchdown Boys. And we're going to do it right now. Start it up. <laughs> so tune in immediately. Yeah, tune it in. We're starting up right <laughs> after this. Do the final episode in the middle of a weird, you know, mid middle episode. <laughs> or towards the end. Towards the end of the middle, you record the end. And then you go back and you swing around to get the start. You do Cheshire Cat at that timing. <laughs> And then you also do Space Boys 3. I'm just sad we won't get to see this Blinkumentary that I saw that they had to give up on because they broke up. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, there is, is there a book? Uh, I would happily read the book. Let's discuss the, let's read the book. Now. And let's find a, if there's a book. And if there isn't one, we'll write it. <laughs> and if there is one, we'll read it. <laughs> if there isn't one, we'll write it and not discuss it. And if there is one, we'll read it and talk about it. Yeah, yes. It will not discuss. We'll just release <laughs> yeah. it. That'll be great. All right. Good night. Good night, Mike, and good night. Hello, friend. And good blink around. Good night, all of you. And just get ready for the big long blink for the tonight. <laughs> yeah, the the long <laughs> take your light take your 182nd blink, aka sleeping in stride tonight. <laughs> take an extra long one for me. <laughs> <laughs> It's so stupid. I know. Maybe the stupidest podcast I've ever done. Really? Hey everyone, this is uh, Max, the original uh, member of the Touchdown Boy Pairs, coming at you with a quick uh, 1.82 minute speed review of the album Neighborhoods. So I'm not quite sure how to condense my thoughts as a whole about the album, but I will suggests that the album contains some of the best and freshest ideas for pop punk of the time, even if many of them remain on or underdeveloped. This album was brought down by the fact that each member was residing in different cities and apparently not even on speaking terms with one another. But it's exactly this tension that produces some truly interesting sustained energy and interplay between Mark and Tom's sensibilities. Um, as for some notes, the verses of Ghost on the Dance Floor sounds exactly like a sped up version of Boxcar Racers There Is. Uh, the guitar part on Up All Night is a jam. Uh, After Midnight makes for a very satisfying single, and the video is pretty fun, too. Um, Hearts All Gone by Mark is 
particularly interesting. It very much reads as a plea from Mark about Tom's aloofness with the band, and it's also quite catchy. Notice how he mentions that you only care about fame and fortune. But it's also a good showing of, of songwriting from Mark. It's both stirring and catchy. But it's really Tom's parts on the latter half of the album in songs like Wishing Well, Kaleidoscope, This Is Home, Even If She Falls, uh, that show how remarkable he is at effort effortlessly crafting uh, catchy-ass pop-punk tunes. It's truly impressive. Ultimately, although parts of the album seem slightly bare, I think the album really represents a good effort by the band and a demonstration of how the early 90s pop punkers were able to develop their sound while staying more or less true to their roots and DNA as a band. My overall grade for the album Neighborhoods is a B that translates to 115 blinks. Thanks very much. See you guys later. That's it. Wow, that was good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. That, that was good. Yeah.